Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Well, welcome to Breaking Free Authentically for episode 13. Today we are finishing the conversation um, I had with Xavier Kane last week. So I'm super excited to bring you the other half. I'm going to start basically at where I cut it off. So I'm just going to like replay that line and then it'll be right into the rest of the conversation. So that should hopefully not be too bad of an entrance. Um, But yeah, we cover a lot on this second half of the interview. I mean, we just kind of went all over the place. Um, But again, we, we kept talking about connection and shame, um, and how shame impacts our life, how shame impacts um, addictive behaviors, um, shame toward, uh, towards STIs, and how often we've been fear mongered as as kids in, in you know sexual health classes and things in order to stay pure and and not have sex, there's a lot of fear that was built into um, a lot of our upbringing uh, about catching STIs and just a lot of stigma around that. Um, Like I said, we talked about addictions, we talked about shifting and renegotiating relationships and perhaps ending relationships and consciously uncoupling and um, the fact that ending a relationship isn't always a bad thing. It's not a failure necessarily. And so I think that there, uh, there's also a lot of social programming that we have around these ideas of, of what relationships are supposed to be like. And so we just kind of dig into all kinds of things. Um, so it's, it's kind of a a candid conversation, but I, I think it's, it's really enjoyable to listen to. And there's, like I said, we just kind of, cover a lot of different things that uh, you'll probably relate to. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I will have Xavier Kane back. Um, let me know what you thought of the episode. I'm going to have him back. We're going to talk about, um, talk more about things like, um, like codependency and versus independence and interdependence. Uh, I think that's a, a worthy conversation to have. So I think I'll Um, maybe have him back for that kind of conversation. If not, we will have that conversation soon because I think it's such an important, important conversation to have. Uh, I know that so much of my growth and shifts in my life has, have been from recognizing my codependence and, and doing the work to heal that and to shift my 
attachment styles, you know, where I was insecurely attached and I had a bit more anxiety in my attachment style to now being a lot more securely attached um, with most of the people in my life. So it's really um, such a freeing thing. And again, it falls into that ability to be authentic. um, And it starts with being authentic with ourselves. So um, there's so many great things to talk about. I'd love to hear what you want to hear about. Just write it in the Facebook group. Um, anybody can do posts in that group. I would love for you to join that group, uh, Breaking Free Authentically. The links will be in the show notes, um, or you can visit my website and um, get to that that Facebook group. But it's Breaking Free Authentically. And it is a private group. It's the sex positive relationship community. And so we talk all things podcast related and all things shame and authenticity and sex positivity, lifestyle, ethical non-monogamy, you name it, we can talk about it in this group. So bring your questions and comments and we will have beautiful discussions. So I'm going to let you go. When we come back, we're going to go right into the interview. Sit back and enjoy. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. I feel so connected. Mm -hmm. And so, so many of my friendships are like this, right? I mean, the the ones that you feel like you can be the authentic version of yourself. Yes, I I think so. Um, Because, like, I think you can also have relationships friendships that don't necessarily you know like everybody has their their kind of spot in your life like Mm -hmm. somebody who's you know like uh, i'm not going to be talking about this stuff to my mechanic no you know but uh, i think it is important to have like that aspect of community in your sex life um because it's more enriching enriching that way oh yeah I, i i just don't see how well, I guess I guess you can't have a sex life completely in private. But it, I feel like I, I think my life's been better because I've been able to find people that I can talk. Yeah. Talk to about this stuff. I, I think that all of a sudden sex doesn't be, is is not this thing that you hide. Yeah. It's this thing that you can celebrate and enjoy mm-hmm. and use to connect with others. Yeah. And and like I never would have thought that was possible, right? Yeah. Like I just I remember, so when I lived in Chicago, I remember there was a morning show and and the female host mm-hmm. would often talk about her husband watching porn or that they watched it together yeah. and, and, and it didn't bother her at all. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? How can this not bother <laughs> her? Because like, of course, in the church, like porn addiction is such porn. a big problem yeah. and, um, you know, you, men are struggling with this this terrible porn thing and terror porn ruins your mind and everything okay so porn will ruin things if 
anything that you that is off limits, mm-hmm. and I've said this often, anything that is off limits, we tend to want, and we often hide if yeah. we think it's off limits. And so I, it's hard to also regulate that kind of stuff if you're hiding it in the shadows. And that, and I think that's important to like because porn addiction is a real thing. Sex addiction is a real thing. It, it is. It's not I'm in just, the. It's not in the. Um, DSM. Yeah. Five, around five. Five. Around DSM five, five. Yeah. I. I just. I think. Uh, I think I, it's the addiction that's the real thing. Yes. It could 100%. be anything, but it's it's the fact that someone is going to something in secret and can't. Yes reveal it if you can't be honest it's it's like how are you supposed to solve a a problem if you don't know that there even is a problem Mm -hmm. because people are hiding it or what have you and it's i just hate that this we we've we've built you know i guess in north america a society where we have to hide things Mm -hmm. we have to be dishonest we have to you know be inauthentic to ourselves because we're afraid of of judgment and uh because of that then issues such as porn addiction and stuff like that can't actually be addressed because the amount of shame yeah and um when people can't talk about it you you can't go and tell your spouse that you're like i I have it yeah going to watch porn all the time and and it it keeps you from connection Mm -hmm. whereas authenticity and feeling safe in your relationship mm-hmm. leads to connection, leads you to be able to communicate mm-hmm. and leads to empowered relationships, yeah, right? No, so I agree. like I think that we forget the well, they always talk about church, right? Like if you don't go to church mm-hmm. and you are with your community on a regular basis, you're gonna fall off the wagon. You're yeah. gonna like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna fall back and you know live in sin or whatever but that's because the community keeps you accountable and or you have things in common Mm -hmm. so when things feel really hard you feel uplifted and and excited to be with people that are like-minded yeah and i've told you this uh that the opposite of addiction is community Mm -hmm. because if if you feel that you have the support then addiction is done in isolation done in isolation right and if you think of like most people who are addicted to alcohol mm-hmm. or things like that, a lot of those people have had experiences where there was addiction to alcohol mm-hmm. in the past. And what message did they get about that addiction? Yeah. Alcohol's bad. Alcohol's yeah. dangerous. Alcohol, we shouldn't drink. You're going to make a mess of your life, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So there's shame around the drinking. So how are you supposed to have a healthy relationship right. with drinking if if we're framing the whole all of it as bad. So everybody, what we're saying is that shame <laughs> is the cause of a lot of terrible yeah. decisions in life. So let's turn that around mm-hmm. and let's get rid, let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and start living. Yeah. How's that? I like Do you like my little plug? Oh, yeah, yeah. My little plug I for it, yeah. shame, like not not living in shame okay anyways whatever i mean it's, it's getting late at night but we're still we're still having fun yeah anyways we're, we're two night owls so i think we're i'm perfectly fine i think we're okay um, i was just gonna say that like once again it's uh striking a balance and regulating your relation because we were saying that like shame 
and guilt and all those emotions and feelings will cause people to have negative relationships with whatever it is, whether it's a substance, whether it's a behavior, whether it's, uh, you know, an aspect of human nature, such Mm -hmm. as sex, uh, could it even be eating, you know, eating disorders, what have you. Of course. Um, but the only way to get, well, not the only way, but part of the way to get through those things and create like, you know, we say sex positivity could be food positivity. could be, mm-hmm. uh, even drug, uh, positivity. Mm-hmm. Just cause like there, there are good things that come with certain drugs. I mean, we, we talk about prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good. And of course there's a lot of bad, yeah. but with sex that it's the same thing, you know? Um, and I, my general kind of philosophy is usually the, the truest sense of things in life usually are a bit of both. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. No, I think so it's like the duality of man. I, I think they like they have a potential to harm, harm and good. Yeah, if yeah, like they have potential for harm or potential for good. Yeah, and it just depends. Like, so the more secretive you are mm-hmm. with that, the more harmful it becomes because yeah. you isolate from people. You don't seek connection. Yeah. If you're married or guidance. Yeah, yeah. if you're married, you you're not going to go and want to connect with your spouse because you there's parts of you that you're not going to want found mm-hmm. out so you're not gonna you're afraid of put yourself in a situation yeah. where you might have to be vulnerable or intimate or yeah. so i think that we we really need to address shame in our lives and how it shows up mm-hmm. and that is such a valuable exercise Absolutely. because i i bet like 100 percent, most people have no idea how much shame is affecting parts of their life. Oh, probably. Like, they, like it's not just sex. It affects so many parts of Other our life. Other aspects of it. Body shame. Yep. You know, it, um, shame about like your social status or how much mm-hmm. money you make or if you have a career or not. Yeah. Or if you're a stay-at-home mom or not. Like some are shamed for not being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Some are shamed for being a working mom. Yeah. Like there's, it just depends where your programming comes from, how you were brought up, mm-hmm. Ooh, we might I mean, that's, we might get into the inner child stuff. If here. you want to, we're, we <laughs> we're talking about like how you were brought up and that programming, right? Yeah. Okay, so I I do talk a lot about shifting the programming mm-hmm. and reprogramming. Uh, I talk about redesigning our relationships, but also redesigning our minds mm-hmm. and our mindsets. So. Where are some of the places that we pick up shame? So we've talked about the religious religion side of was things. a huge one. Yes. Yeah. So let's you now could grow up in a very non-religious household and still be, you know, just just piled on shame, shamefully. You know? Well, and and I say like religious um, programming informs societal programming. Mm-hmm. It really crosses over, even people aren't religious. Yeah. Um, it really. It does set up our mindset for sure. I, w- I actually just something that popped up into my head was uh, in terms of how kind of programming early on, and it's not really religious. Although I mean, I was in a Catholic school, an elementary school, mm-hmm. and I remember their sex education. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was like two classes or whatever, and like that was it. And I, it wasn't until <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing. But for the longest time, I was like quite the hypochondriac when it came to sex. Like I was, even though I was having, I was having sex, 
like later on, I would still be I, I would still be freaking out that like I got an STI. Mm-hmm. I I wore a condom like mm-hmm. and and or uh, and also my partner wouldn't be having sex with other people and yet for some reason, and it brings it all back to the 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 lack of sex education or the way that they framed everything. Fear mongering. It right? really was yeah. because it would. I remember seeing like uh syphilis um chlamydia and all these all all STIs and they would always show you and even if you do like a (laughs) google search for these things it shows you the worst case scenario and then it wasn't until i i've gotten chlamydia like twice now both times was like from a a partner of mine that had another partner that wasn't being honest Mm. and uh and i was like okay like like i she was told whatever and i'm like okay i trust you because i trust you that you're trusting this person and right. then i got chlamydia right. she got chlamydia and i was like ah uh, you know what like and once again shame that's okay like you got it okay now i'm going to the first time i got it, i was terrified i was like even though at this point i was probably very less shameful about sex i was still i still had that pro- programming in me of SCI equals bad person or I'm uh, yeah I'm a pariah I'm like I yeah so okay so this is really interesting so we're gonna go with like a live scenario of this week for instance okay so you like okay so if you have chlamydia Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh how how is that treated antibiotics yeah okay I just went to I woke up with a sore throat the other day Oh my gosh, I have strep. Hmm. I go to the hospital, I get antibiotics. And you're- Do I have shame for having strep? No. no. Strep happens. It's It can come from all different things. It can come yeah. from kissing other people. It can come from whatever. But is there a, a stigma mm-hmm. to strep throat? Compared to get yeah. chlamydia, uh, yeah, no, but, I completely but agree. No. That it doesn't. An STI, yeah, an STI will is such a terrible thing. Why? Because it's connected to sex. Mm-hmm. Strap throat can be passed, yeah. from kissing or sharing silver or whatever, like all kinds of things. Um, but because it's not sex, yeah, we're not shaming, we're not shaming that. You're so like, we just oh, have to oh, really sweetheart. take. I'm a so look sorry at- that you got strep. Oh, like, oh my god, you, you have chlamydia. Yeah, like, are you what the hell? Like, do you not use condoms? Yeah, like, you're so the, irresponsible. That's the other oh. thing is like you can get strep while also being responsible. You can get chlamydia while also being yeah. responsible. Yeah, and and that's the thing is that like sometimes people will you know do all the right things and they'll still get an STI and that's okay like that's that's perfect and that's fine. why they've changed the name from disease to, to infection infection because yeah. they are treatable yeah they're treatable and it's perfectly fine and yeah. i so when i going back to the, my little story I, I i was terrified of that i had chlamydia which i did and i went to a nurse and she was like oh like uh, yeah you got chlamydia uh here's some pills just take them and uh just wait a week i was like is that it She's like, yeah, that's it. It's like the easiest thing to treat, actually. Mm-hmm. When I had this uh, this education from my childhood saying, like, I'm getting my dick's going to fall. <laughs> 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 like, just the worst case scenario. And uh, and that took a while. That took not until I was in my early 20s to realize that STI 
sex is like that aspect of sex is not the worst case scenario. It's mm-hmm. not, or it's not going to be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course yeah. there are things that, you know, can be chronic, but like there's things oh, yeah. without ever having sex, you can still get cancer and that can kill you. Mm-hmm. You could still die in a car accident and that can kill you. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously if you're dying in a car accident, I mean, that would kill yeah. you. Okay. Anyways. Um, but what I'm getting at is that because it has to do with sex, you've done it to yeah. yourself. Yeah, it is. It is right? more the onus is on you. Yeah, like you bad person. Yeah. You were so irresponsible. Yeah. Why? That was, yeah. Like if you would have only had one person in your life. This wouldn't have happened. And once again, that's like mono mindset of like yeah. being like, and, and like there's pros and cons to both both relationships. And, and let's clarify mm. that. I have zero issues with monogamy. Zero issues. Oh, I hate monogamy. <laughs> the people who do it are the worst people in the planet. No, I'm, I'm okay, kidding. what you don't know is yeah. Xavier is a very sarcastic person. Yeah. I'm getting used to this. Um, but no, he didn't mean that. Not at all. So I think because like I'm sorry I, if you worried. No, about no, I, I agree. Anyway. Like I, I when I when I was doing my research when I was like 23 years old at interviewing people because I was considering of doing a documentary because I mm, thought oh, it was that's so, right. so fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I was like, uh, so uh, there, there were so many different ways that polyamory could could be done, mm-hmm. and I thought that was that was fascinating. And um, oh crap, I lost it again. There's a thread. Okay, hold on. What were, when what, you were investigating poly- mon- monogamy, we're right, about right, right, right. Mono, <laughs> uh, mono mindset. Um, so what was the mono mindset? That uh, when you were investigating, oh right, right, right. Now I found it. I found it. I found it. I found the thread. I'm about to pull it. Is that I was like, okay, so like, do people who are polyamorous do they like do they consider themselves better than monogamy? As in, like, they're the next evolution mm-hmm. of of monogamy. And for a moment, I thought maybe, but then I was like, but people are we we all like and enjoy different things. Yeah. So it wouldn't make sense for it to be like a hierarchy. I it's actually. I do think there are a lot of people that, who do shame monogamy. Oh, there are definitely a are a lot of people. Some in, people were telling me when I was interviewing people that like, oh yeah, there are a few dickheads out there that are like, I'm better than you. Yeah, and the thing is, so the thing about an open relationship mm-hmm. as opposed to monogamy is that so monogamy is an easier way. To stay safe. Yeah, it's straightforward. Yeah, like to keep your insecurities at bay because you don't really have to test them too much. You can, you can. Less of a challenge. Yeah. Which is okay. Which is fine. Um, You want hard mode? Go for it. (laughs) Yeah, like hard mode is like opening up your relationship. But you have to, what you have to realize is that the hard part is. Being willing mm-hmm. to own your shit yeah. <laughs> and being willing to look at yourself and really dig a little bit and go, oh, yeah. what is. It's a lot of work. You know, what is it? And I find that even from like swinging mm-hmm. to poly- polyamory, the big yeah. gap difference is that a lot of swingers, they sometimes will hide behind sex or drinking or things like yeah, that and yeah. they don't necessarily have to do the work because they're safe in their right because they're mo- sort of monogamous emotional couplehood yeah. 
So the boundaries are far more narrow. They are, and yeah. it's something you can experience together. Where it starts to get trickier is when you know you have maybe separate play, yeah. separate play dates, or whatever, and emotionally connecting with others. Yeah, and so there's always potential for emotional connection, and some yeah. people fear that so much that they won't oh, yeah, even yeah, yeah. they won't even try. But I think that we have to recognize that we're not meant. Like I, I've said this before. Yeah. How many times have you been shamed for wanting another child? Like, mm. I have three children. Nobody shamed me mm-hmm. for any of those children for wanting. Oh my gosh, you can't have another child. You already have one that yeah. you love. How can you? You know, you're not gonna be able to love the first one as much as the second. Oh, we're talking one? about the like, yeah, the house. right. Like, yeah. how are you gonna possibly love them and give to them the same amount of love? That's impossible. Yeah, because clearly we can only love one person at a time. So this is we don't have this mindset for children. Yeah, or other aspects of our of our lives, right? Like, like um, even like friendships. There's and- yeah, friendships. Uh, I know people who say like, oh yeah, my best friends. Like they have more than one best friend. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna be and like, like hey. there is a sense of emotional connection with your best oh, friends, sure. yeah, right? Yeah. So like, why do we think that we can't have? That in more loving connections, whether romantically as well. Like we're not limited to Mm -mm. just one person, and and this is why I think there's so much infidelities because people are wired to want to connect with other people, whether it's sexually or not. Mm -hmm. But but on an emotional level, a lot of us have a lot of love to give and we're just naturally connectors. Yeah. And so it makes sense that there there's a place for people like us that love to connect that would be sort of a seamless addition to our life. You yeah. know, like like I get to love the people that I love. I don't have to limit the connections that I have. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm getting too close to you. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I like, got to pull even, back. I got to pull yeah, back. Yeah, and the thing is like, I can get close to someone and mm-hmm. I can love them and I don't have to define that necessarily. No. I, I don't have to be like, oh, are the, we like Yeah, what is this? Are we up? The a longer <laughs> the longer I've gone through polyamory, um, the longer I have found it less necessary to label my relationships so distinctly. Because it's far more useful and productive to just simply have like kind of whether they're explicit or implicit boundaries, but like that makes it more easy because it's like, okay, so like I'm going to be spending maybe a bit more time with you. Mm -hmm. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I have to call you my boyfriend or girlfriend or partner? I mean, I I don't think that's necessary. Right. What's more important is that I've made you a priority in my life. And and let's go back to what I was saying last week on the interview. Um, probably be a couple weeks ago now because I'm going to have to break this up (laughs) because it's going to be long, but that's okay. Um, The idea that, oh, what was I saying? Shoot. Okay, where's this? the thread? The thread was me saying uh, how the boundaries are, for me, are more important than having a label. Yes. So it's important to recognize what you can give and what you can't. So like, again, that that idea of over promising and under delivering, you know, yeah. like, like it's okay to sort of ease into that. Yeah, um, I think so too. And the beautiful thing about it is 
is if you want a nesting partner, for mm-hmm. instance, if that's something that you value, you want to share a home with someone, you yeah. want to you want to go to bed at night with someone and like cuddle, right? Nice. Like, yeah. like that's okay. You can want that. So you can. But you can also want to be absolutely railed. Yes. At, yes. Uh, you know. You can. You can. That's See, perfectly fine. That is fine. That is fine. Yeah. Some people want that more <laughs> than others. Yeah. Um, and, and what I'm saying is that you can, the whole point of mm. what I do is, you know, like my one-year program is called the the relationship redesign. Mm. And, and the fact that we can like redesign our homes. Yeah. We can redesign our relationships like want. we redesign our homes. Yeah. And so, okay, so I, w- I am poly- say I'm polyamorous, mm-hmm. but I want a nesting partner. And yeah. I want to live with someone and share my, possibly share my finances with them if yeah. I want. Um, I want to share a room with them. Or I want to share, come home to them and, and we can cook dinner and have a meal together. Yeah. Um, and, and not be as lonely in mm-hmm. just like the everyday kind of things. Um, as long as that's coming from a place of like security and not like um, codependency, codependency, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, I'm nothing with that. If I don't I, have <laughs> someone living with me, I'm just worthless. And yeah. I'm, you know, and so the societal standard, I have to find someone to marry and the relationship escalator, right? Like yes. you have to, like step one, step two, step three, three, step four, yeah. and it ends in marriage and and marriage forever yeah. with kids and white picket fence, right? Like this is the the model that we've sort of grown up, and anything that outside goes of that. outside of that model is not acceptable. Yeah. So You're here, we, How dare yeah. You? So here we are. You can decide. Okay, so you decide. Hmm. I would like a nesting partner, and so. If a relationship is moving in that kind of intimacy and closeness where they also desire that kind of thing, then it's perfectly fine to build that. Oh, absolutely. And then you can, doesn't mean you can't, you have to give up on your other partners. They get to have input into what it is that they want because you could Mm -hmm. have like three different partners. One does not want to be a nesting partner. One's a solo poly person. They just, they like having their autonomy and don't want to live with anybody, but they like having that loving, close relationship. So like you can literally set it up how you want, but if you're going to only date people that want to be your nesting partner, then you might have issues. Yeah. I mean, I had uh, one of my exes, I passed relationships. Uh, One of the things that I really wanted to do was move in with each other. Mm But she was not ready for that. Mm. And that that was probably the main reason why the relationship didn't mm. end up working. Because you wanted... You because we wanted two different things. Two different outcomes, Two right? different outcomes. Um, whether or not she wanted it, she was definitely at least not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And you can only wait so long. Yeah. Right? So, well, and if that's part of your, your goals and your desires, yeah. then you're allowed to go for that. Yes. Now... But you, yeah, I mean, there's. Are yeah. you going to base your satisfaction in life mm-hmm. on if that happens or not? Uh, if I, if I probably, yeah. You so mean you, like, would you like if it's a goal of mine? So uh, this is an interesting topic. Yeah. So if I, if if that's what I want, and that's a part of the life or lifestyle that I would like to live, mm-hmm. I I would see that would be a factor that would. Uh, it, whether 
it would be positive or negative towards my level of happiness, probably. I'd okay. say so. And if that never happened... It's kind of a bummer. It's a bummer, but would that be... Oh, I could still have other relationships, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. That, that still bring me joy 100%, yeah. And could you... So I guess what I'm saying is like sometimes, sometimes people can't separate mm-hmm. their joy from the accomplishment of a goal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's totally okay to have goals and dreams and desires. For sure. And and we should have those and we should try to go. Th- the problem comes when you will only be happy if yeah. such and such happens. If that's what you exactly mean, Exactly yeah. how you want it or whatever. And that, I feel like, is something that can completely shift your life to to such unhappiness and and inability to have joy i think so because what you're doing is essentially putting blinders on yeah you are so focused on one spot that you're not realizing all the joy and all the love that you have around that one spot yeah right like it's like putting uh but even if you're monogamous the same principle applies like yeah no 100 percent. you'll never get married it's like what about the rest of your relationships with your family with your friends yeah um but like let's say you're in a for some reason this is what's popped up in my head Mm -hmm. but like let's say you have you're in a dark room and you are in front of this big massive beautiful mural and there's just this one spot that you're focusing on and you you shine a light on it mm-hmm. it's like that's all i care about that's all i want and it's just a big white spot mm. and that's all that you're just you could point your your flashlight to any other part of the mural but for some reason you're so focused on this one spot that's not going to change that you don't see the rest of the beautiful mural that that whether you you're met, like, this you, is so dumb yeah it's so pointless uh, you you would obviously be like what well, this mural kind of sucks yeah yeah. Uh, I don't really get it. Um, <laughs> kind of a kind of a bummer. I want my money back. Um, yeah. So like, if you put blinders, I don't on really like that, this life thing. No, right? <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not cool. Um, you would get. You'd miss out on uh, like the beautiful colors, the beautiful designs, the beautiful everything. Uh, that is like literally just a few centimeters away. So the ability to take a step back. Take got to take a step back and, and really be grateful for the things that we do have and like embrace those things and let them fill us with joy instead of focusing on what we don't have what we don't have yeah and and the thing is i see what you're saying you know what i mean yeah and and when it's funny because when we do become like contented with with the things around us that we have even if they're not perfect even if they're not exactly what we had planned we tend to magnetize than the actual things that we have been desiring. It's like once you kind of let go yeah. of how it has to be or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you could say whatever. The perfect The universe picture. or whatever. Yeah. Like something, it just, that energy around you. Like manifestation. Energy, yeah. Like yeah, it no, can, I believe in It that. can like bring that to you. And it's not because, it's not necessarily some magical thing. It's that, your energy shifts within mm-hmm. you, and when you radiate, well, you're open to more good things. energy. Yeah. yeah, and and you're so if you're open to more ways of things happening, yeah. or open to more things that aren't exact, like you recognize that this is what you'd like, but maybe mm-hmm. there's a better situation for you. Yeah, if you're not open to a different 
situation ever, you'll totally miss anything that's Completely. not what you see. Actually, the the funny thing is, is I feel like that's actually very, uh, very specific to my lifestyle currently, where I don't have a primary partner. But just because, and I I've, I I went off the dating apps uh, consciously, but that that did mean that. Um, there, I already had a few also play partners, and I was able to um, kind of develop that relationship with all of them a bit more. And I was able to, so I, I, I basically pushing aside trying to find mm. this primary partner, mm -hmm. I was able to actually focus more on myself uh, and focus on my play partners, which they're beautiful, wonderful people that I've been able to kind of get different perspectives. And when I've been having very difficult times in my life, I've been able to to, to lean on them. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not as much as somebody would typically do with a nesting partner or a primary partner, but like they've been so understanding and so wonderfully um, loving and supportive that, I mean, I probably wouldn't have been able to get to know these people mm -hmm. and get to build those kinds of friendships had I just continued to like ignore them mm -hmm. and go for that's one specific thing yeah does that make sense yeah for yeah, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just I'm just appreciating it, well, the people in my life is yeah what I'm and I think like you were saying something about blinders earlier yeah, right like yeah, yeah. it's like taking off the blinders yeah. and then you're your perspective turning that flashlight off yeah. turning on the lights in the room the entire room yeah. oh hey look at there's all these other things yeah all these possibilities. Other paintings, too. Even. Yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. Right? Other paintings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and there's like just magical experiences, sort of. I mm -hmm. keep saying magical, but Magi <laughs> magical. Charming. And yeah. Just but there's just these really cool experiences that you wouldn't have ever thought. Like, like I'm separated now, mm -hmm. and I never thought that my life would be beautiful like it right. was because my biggest goal in life was to have a good marriage that lasted forever yeah. right and by all standards that i that was the goal that i had before i failed yes i failed at you that. are a failure i'm a total <laughs> failure but what i've come to realize yeah. is that by shifting my perspective and the shame around that or whatever yeah. i feel like we have both freed our freed each other yep to be completely authentic and have much healthier life um, than we did when we were together, we had we had time times yes. in our life that was that was good and and healthy and helped us grow and, and become who we are. A hundred percent. But and I don't regret that. But like our time, mm -hmm. you know, was was done. And we could have fought and fought and fought and fought to make it work. Try and make it work, yeah. But it wasn't healthy for either of us. It wasn't healthy for either of our mental health because in order to stay together, you we to had to inherently give up yourself. parts of our truest selves. Yeah. The authentic version of you. Yeah. You were bearing. And I, I went through the same thing with my ex-wife. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I even with all the mess ups that you know I did or... I'm, I'm going to say it's mostly me. It was mostly me. Uh, You're owning your shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It was mostly Good. me. And I, I, I look back on all those mistakes, and we can get into that some uh, like another podcast. Mm -hmm. More than happy to. But um, in the end, uh, I remember the last kind of discussion after like I, you know, I was a, 
I, I was a good boy is what I say uh, for a while, mm-hmm. but I was still super depressed, super sad. And we had a discuss, we had a my argument slash discussion. And one of the things that she said finally, after I said, like, I, I think the authentic, I was like, I think the thing that I need to be is polyamorous or at least try and see if that works out for me. And she said, I feel like we're two different people trying to make each other into something that we're not. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, thank God. Like, this is, yes, she just said it. We are going to be a lot happier not together. And I truly believe that I was able to flourish and she was able to flourish. I mean, she's beautiful. She's wonderful and loving and incredible. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I also don't regret Mm-hmm. having that relationship we actually i would say you know she pushed me into a better person and i pushed mm-hmm. her into a, yep. a, a better person um but you, you can only do so much well you helped me recognize my codependency yeah. which i didn't see mm-hmm. but now i'm like oh yeah it's like, oh shit yeah i, was, uh, <laughs> I actually I fucked, was I really cool <laughs> it's really codependent yeah um Oh, you were saying something mm-hmm. about, oh, come on. Two different people trying yeah, to Yeah, two thing. different people trying to make each other into something Make each other not. into something else. And we else. weren't being authentic to ourselves. Yeah, I can't remember what That's I was okay. say. But like I, I, the work that I put in was going to therapy and figuring oh. out Go my ahead. authentic self. Go ahead. So I wanted to say yeah. this analogy that Glennon Doyle used. Um, so she talks about relationships like um, perennials and annuals. Yeah, yeah. And some relationships are annuals. Yeah. And they last a time mm-hmm. and then they die. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that do? That feeds the soil. Yeah. Right? And then prepares the soil for for next year when you yeah. you put new annuals in or yeah. whatever or you build a new relationship yeah. or whatever or it's, some a, it's are, a cycle of birth and yeah. death and rebirth and yeah. some perennials um you know perennials will come back year after year yeah. and and they're beautiful and mm-hmm. all those things so an annual is not less valuable than a perennial oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right just because it doesn't last it. as long mm-hmm. it provides richness to the soil and and continues it it creates a base for growth and so like if we think of our relationships like that yeah every relationship that we have serves to nurture and and help us grow and become stronger well i hope so i mean if 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 we look at it that way as because like if you i mean there are toxic relationships. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. There's but we're too. talking about, I think what we're talking specifically about relationships that you feel that you've, you know, both parties are mm-hmm. being as respectful and trying to do their best and trying to um, try to be the best versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do think that, um, what was I going to say? Oh, that like, if you look at it as you're just, you are developing yourself, you're creating this story. And I am so grateful that my past partners allowed me to be a part of their story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm grateful that they were a part of mine. And uh, with any experience, you can either look at it as a negative experience uh, or like one that was just like shitty. But 
you can also look at it as like I learned a mm-hmm. crap ton. I learned so much from. I have a question for you about yeah. past relationships. Do you find that you're the type of person who keeps some sort of connection, like a healthy sort of not connection in terms of like still having a relationship with them, mm-hmm. but but like maintaining a friendship or yeah. like for instance, my ex still lives. We yeah. still share a house mm-hmm. for now. Uh, not for too much longer, but like we've been still sharing a house for the past two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. And we've been able to do that. There's been tough moments, but like at the end of the day, we consciously uncoupled and we can have still healthy, yeah. reasonably healthy, friend, Reason, yeah, yeah. friendly, you know, we're not enemies is yes. what I'm getting. We're not enemies. We're not enemies yeah. and, and none of my past relationships and my enemies with them. Mm-hmm. And that's always been something super important to me. Yeah. Is that the end of a relationship doesn't mean I have to hate them. And yeah. I think that we have this idea that like if we end a relationship, we have to hate someone. Oh, yeah, or yeah, we yeah. we stay to the point where we just feel so betrayed and so yes. or, or self-sabotage it or whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we cannot maintain because we're told that that shouldn't be. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're filled with this, these broken relationships mm-hmm. that are so painful and hurtful. Yeah. And any relationship that ends, there is an amount of pain. Yes. That I mean, comes I, with I that. always say that it doesn't matter. I mean, l- just living life, you, you soon come to realize it doesn't matter how the relationship an- ended. What you're feeling at the end of that relationship is grief for that for the yeah. ending of that relationship yeah. because it is no longer there anymore. Mm-hmm. What you could have had perfect uncoupling, perfect, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just consciously, we're both like, yeah, we both completely agree this is no longer going to be a thing. Uh, that's sad. That's really really sad, and it's almost. I know some people. I might have felt this way myself. Is that you kind of wish they were an asshole. You kind of wish that they, yeah. they, they had given <laughs> yes. you a reason to end things because right? so then it's easy. a clean break. But honestly, whether it's toxic or not, it's it's still difficult. But I think the question you were going to ask me is, are you a shithead? Am I a shithead? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I hope that answered your question. <laughs> well, it's like I'm assuming you were going to ask me if like if I had healthy relationships or continue to keep the connections. Like were you enemies when you broke up? with people um most of the time uh the most of the time i'm just thinking oh god it's not like you i've made so many fucking or... mistakes um <laughs> t- the with my wife they ended no it was we were we were still i mean she was resentful a hundred percent and full like completely reasonable like i yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. perfectly fair yes uh but we yeah no it she i don't think she hated me um and i didn't hate her i I really think that it ended uh the best way it could yeah which is good it was difficult yeah i could tell that it was difficult for for her as well and very difficult for me because i was yeah and then and then uh future girlfriends whether it was i who ended it or them uh it was more like a respectful like there are a few issues and i don't i like i think we should end this and i was like okay but we were never enemies. We never yeah, ended it in a big, you know. I think that's really important. I think that 
it's good to but hear that you can do that. Right? I should say that that's that's not to say that I, I haven't fucked up to the point where they hated me. Okay. Yes, that has happened. Hopefully we learn from we that. We learn from that. And we that. move past that yes. because we can have relationships that break down and yes and it, it, it's unfortunate but it happens yeah. um tony robbins has Just this focus saying on yeah, yeah focus on yourself but and learn have empathy on others yes. like i think like there's always this like focus on yourself focus on yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm i'm leery of saying that Why? too much because I feel like if you just focus on yourself, mm -hmm. and this is probably just from my own trauma response, right? Like of someone who did focus on themselves yeah, 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 all yeah, yeah. the time. And I felt like n I was never a focus. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So I struggle with that. Oh, because, that's what you worry about. Is yeah. That if I just that focus, if on, I myself, just focus I on myself, like a relationship doesn't. It won't flourish that way. It won't flourish, right? No, I like completely if, agree. If you don't ever water the plants. Yeah. They're not going to grow. I'm talking about in in regards to the ending of oh, a relationship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Where no. it's like yes. you, if somebody hates you, you fuck up and, and they, you know, so much resentment or whatever. Yeah, like that's. There is, there, it, like I've had those feelings of like, I, I want to hate them. Or the easy answer is to just hate them back. Is just yeah, to no. resent them as well. Try and pick up all the mistakes that they made or whatever. But I think the more courageous thing is to, like you said, have some empathy and be like, you know what, they, I made a mistake or mistakes or whatever, or made, you know, whatever led to this unfortunate uh, ending of a relationship. But now I need to, I can't, I can't continuously reach out to them and try and make it better. Right. I need to focus on healing myself. Yeah. And they, unfortunately we'll have to work on healing the trauma that I caused them or pain and suffering. They need, I can't fix that for them anymore. Yeah. That's that privilege has gone out the window. Well, and the, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. But I agree that being selfish in relationships that you're starting mm -hmm. is not going to be helpful. So real quick, the mm -hmm. Tony Robbins says, yeah, yeah. if you do what you did in the beginning, if you, if you did in the end of the relationship what you did in the beginning, mm -hmm. there wouldn't be an end. What do you think of that statement? Say that one more time so okay. I can process that. So if you did mm -hmm. at the end of your relationship what you did at the beginning of the relationship, mm -hmm. there wouldn't be an end. There wouldn't be an end. I don't fully completely agree with that statement. Um, the reason why is because... I could from firsthand experience like uh with my with my wife we changed so much ding, that ding, ding. <laughs> yeah that like I I if I continue to do the things I did at the beginning I'm assuming he's just referring to like new energy I think like he new relationship energy and stuff I think he's talking about new relationship energy and like inputting into your relationship yeah. like like being loving and kind yeah yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah you know giving them attention and, and sharing them and with i agree i agree to a point to a point but the fact is is that when we are doing that in the beginning of a mm -hmm. relationship we often are trying to have someone see the best in us because we don't yes. value ourselves enough it can happen that or yeah. we don't think that we are worthy of love so we need to show put our best foot shower, forward yeah yeah shower them with love and what have you so like 
having two whole people come together yeah. is is ideal. so much more ideal. <laughs> because <laughs> no, I I, I also do struggle. I think what you're bringing up too is super fascinating for me. Is because I've struggled with the idea. The I'm like okay, like of course, like two independent people should come together who love each other, and that makes sense. But in reality we're all a little broken. We all have our little, you know, issues. So we're going to save this for another podcast, but that's going to be, we're going to talk about dependence. Oh my God. There's so much we could talk about. Codependence, dependence. Yeah. Versus independence. Independence. Yeah. And what is interdependence? Yeah. yeah. I will, I will just quickly just say to finish my thought that I, I, I do struggle with sometimes or second guess of like, at what point can somebody who is incomplete you know get into a relationship and like the the ethics of Mm -hmm. that and like you know like is somebody ready for that and i guess that is something that i actually also work with my clients with uh because like usually they're coming from uh, a history of trauma Mm -hmm. and they no longer can trust other people and so i'm like okay let's you know Mm -hmm. let's not work let's not worry about trying to find other people let's focus on healing ourselves yes. first yes so that's what i usually do yes yeah and i'm assuming when it comes to designing redesigning yeah. relationships well i think people don't realize that a healthy you breeds a healthy relationship, yeah 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 right? make that connection and, and often often we seek for our partners to complete us yeah to be that other half yeah, right yeah, and yeah. so if something's wrong we're like that other half isn't doing their part to yeah. make me feel good and so it's their fault. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to put the blame. Then I don't have to worry about blaming myself. Right. But and 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 what you're talking about is like yeah. I don't think we have to be completely he- we're never going to be completely Yeah, healed, I agree. That's but what... there comes a point where we can both stand on our own two feet. Yes. We don't need the validation from someone else in order yeah. to feel like we're worthy of mm-hmm. something. That's I think the point That's when you can come together part. in a relationship. And because there requires a certain level of interdependence, mm-hmm. which means that we we should be able to rely on each other oh, and, yeah. and depend on each, on each other in in a healthy way. Yeah. Like you came to help me out, mm-hmm. you made dinner for me tonight. Yeah, because I was really sick yeah. yesterday, yeah. really sick, and today I woke up, I was feeling quite a bit better, and and with the meds, I was. But you allowed me to rest so that I could. Yeah. feel better so we could do this interview mm-hmm. um little, you know and little, so little i could have yeah <laughs> like i could have been like oh no 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 i can handle it all myself I, yeah, i'm yeah, independent yeah. i'm an independent woman and yeah. I can, you know i'm a single mom i can yes, do that girl you know? yeah. but <laughs> but um i think it's a privilege to have people who want to give mm-hmm. to me and people i can give into their lives and, and i'm so, willing to receive that, you have to be able energy. to receive and give, yeah. and that's that's another yeah, give thing and of take. energy that I want to talk about. Yeah, the about. energy so and balance. These, these topics. At some point, you should. Okay, before before the night is over, I have to okay. write that down. <laughs> but we are getting like way almost longer. two hours. Yeah, we're at okay. one fifty. So this is going to be two podcasts for sure. Okay. Um, but I, before we go, I just want mm-hmm. to you to tell us like a little bit more because now we've gotten into like. Shame yes. and relationships yes. and Polyamory, being whole. Yeah. And I don't know. We're gonna have to come up with titles for for this because <laughs> I don't know what this second half was about. Was yeah, like, it's oh, a whole little. It was a smorgasbord. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. 
Yeah. Um, so anyways, we are going to come up with some creative title. Mm-hmm. If you have, oh, I guess you're not going to hear it before, before no, you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. vote on the title. Sorry, scratch we'll, that. We'll figure something scratch out. Scratch out. Yeah. We'll figure something out. But I would like you to tell us mm-hmm. a little bit more about what you do with people mm-hmm. and, and how people could find you. Sure. Yeah. Um, so as I'm a peer counselor and a intimacy slash sexual surrogate. So the peer counseling is basically I, you know, I talk to people. I get to know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I let them get to know me because like you gotta build trust. Yeah. Right. And um and so I talk to either individual clients or even couples. Mm-hmm. And with the intimacy and sexual surrogacy, essentially you can only go so far in terms of your um sexual experience or healing or development with a sex therapist because they're not allowed to touch you mm-hmm. right you you can only talk so much i i think it's like you know it's there's only so much you can do about talking about a th- an activity yeah, well it's like from your your head yeah like the mental side mental things, thing and then there's a somatic body your body, body and work, your experience which... yeah and that's that's what i that's the another thing that i focus on uh, is giving people the their experience, uh, the experience that I feel like should not should, but could be necessary mm-hmm. for their sexual development, for their intimacy development. So I essentially help people. You know, uh, I like to say that I help people reach their intimacy and or sexual goals, okay. whether it's working through trauma, yeah, uh, whether it's uh, educating them about sex and or kink, because uh, I'm very kink positive. And also removing that shame away mm-hmm. and uh, helping people uh, fulfill their fantasies, mm-hmm. uh, whether that involves me or not. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me. I just want mm-hmm. people to be happy and to like you also. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's a way to have people be their authentic selves mm-hmm. or find their authentic mm-hmm. selves. Um, but, yeah, so that's what I do. <laughs> and uh, you can find me at Indecent. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. That See, I'm not one for plugging myself, so that's why I'm just like, oh, I'm stuttering and just. Uh, well, we will put words. all your links in the show notes for that's sure. True. That's true. So, Intimacy dash works dot com. Okay. Intimacy dash works dash. So there's okay. the dash. Yep. yep. Works dot com. So it's like, yeah, it's intimacy works, but also we're working on your intimacy. I'm, I feel very, very proud of that title. <laughs> it is very good. It is so good. Oh my Xavier, goodness, thank it's you. so good. Thank you, it's so good. Thank you. So that's Xavier Kane <laughs> mm-hmm. with a K. Yes. And with an X. <laughs> uh, I would assume so, yes. <laughs> oh, now we're getting giddy. Yeah. Oh, geez. I think okay. that that's okay, how so you know we should Xavier end it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much thank for you. having this conversation. This was amazing. This is wonderful. Oh, uh, it's always a joy. We should to do this again. We should totally do this. Yeah. I, I, let me know if you want Xavier <laughs> to come back as a co-host because I think we, I think we make pretty fun co-hosts. Um, You're all right. We we can have we, <laughs> we can laugh and and have fun together. So yeah. I think um, this is a wrap. I think, yeah. and I hope you all have a really amazing week. And I will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. And as I say, (laughs) Mm -hmm. remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. I love it. All right, guys. I love you. I love you. See you next (laughs) week. Mwah. 
I had so much fun talking with Xavier. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Definitely going to have him back. It's amazing all the things that we covered, but I, I hope that you got a lot out of it because I just think these conversations are so important to have and we just don't have them often enough, I think, in the regular world. So I'm glad that you guys got to sit in on this conversation and I hope you take something away from it. I wanted to just remind you um, before I go that I do have my breaking free six-week mentorship going on right now. And so it's designed to come up with a plan and then work through a plan to redesign your relationship. It's really for people like maybe you're in a good place in your relationship Um, But you want to add more novelty or open up more conversations about sex with your partner and you're not sure how to navigate things. Um, This is a perfect opportunity to pick my brain and have me mentor you through the challenges that you might have in a healthy way. There's so much to enjoy in this world, um, but because of our programming and shame, as you can see, it's easy to make costly mistakes if we're not careful. So that's why I'm here. Reach out to me and book your discovery call and see if we're a good fit and transform your life authentically. Transform your relationship, transform your sexuality and be authentic in all the ways. And so that's my desire for you. I'm here for you. Let's do this. Let's work together. I can't wait. I have some amazing people that I'm working with right now, and it's just been so much fun. So I just challenge you to step out of your comfort zone and reach out to me, and let's make some magic. Okay. Well, that's our episode this week. Thank you for joining me. And remember... When it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have an amazing week. I love you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.